In this house, you'll hear from courageous people who have stepped into their power after turning challenges into grit that creates, motivates, and levels up. I'm Parker Phoenix, and this is my house. Welcome to House Momentum. Husband, son, brother, public servant, artist, therapist, and author, Eli Perez refuses to be put in a box. The Philly-based artist believes that we are all given gifts, not just for ourselves, but to share with the world. He believes in using his gifts to promote positive change and to empower others. I have one of your pieces, um, obviously you know. Um, it was probably the most impulsive buy uh, at the time because I was going through some like transitional time mentally. Um, but I just, I was curious to know if you have that intention when you create a piece. Is it something where, you know, there is a meaning behind it for you or do you, your, is your intention to solely leave it up to interpretation? Well, two things. One, um, <laughs> I don't know what you were going through, but I'm thankful that that impulse kicked in for you to purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I'm really glad to hear that it moved you in some way. So I appreciate that oh, kind yeah. of feedback. That's what I want um, in my art. And it all really depends. It all depends on what I'm going through personally and where my head is at when I'm creating. Sometimes I create because I need to let go of some stress or sometimes there's a purpose behind it where I need to create something for, let's say, an exhibition that's basic, uh, that's the, uh, based on a certain artist or a certain theme. Um, so it all really depends on where I'm at mentally. But my intention really is to, um, regardless of what I'm doing, I do want it to move people in a certain way. So if you look at my pieces, a lot of the times there's going to be like some abstract component mm -hmm. to it. So you might find a, a portrait, but there's abstract in, within that portrait because yeah. I want people to look at the art and kind of just be moved in their own way. I think it's important for people to to kind of go with what they feel when they're looking at a piece. So I kind of, oh, yeah. I, I give you, I guess I would say like I give you a hint. For example, the piece behind me is Biggie, but it's super abstract. He doesn't have lips. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff in the background. There's a, there's um, zebra print, there's tiger print, uh, there's cheetah print, um, there's blocks, there's gold. So I do I do that intentionally. Oh that, no, it's great. It's gorgeous. And the piece I have just to describe for people who listen who are listening, you know, it's um it has two and uh, I guess it's two people, but to me it's one person. Mm -hmm. Um, one person at the bottom, right, and the other one at the top, kind of upside down. Mm -hmm. um uh, two different angles one is extremely colorful um so much color and vibrantness going on within them and then the other one kind of looks like a midnight sky a lot of a darker tone but that darkness still has a lot of beauty to it yeah um and just so you know like i don't care to tell people what i was going through is uh this whole concept of kind of we kind of go through these um these at least for me where a time where i was trying to accept trying to live life one way and suppress another part of myself. And we can't do that. <laughs> We're human beings and, and to embrace kind of that shadow aspect of you. So, and, and that shadow aspect is not necessarily negative. You know, sometimes it's a great positive, but it's all perception. So that really spoke to me. And that, that was exactly what I was going through. It was a concept that I was trying to understand at the time. 
And when I saw that on Instagram, I was like, bing, yep, I need it. Um, so, yeah. It's pretty cool that that you say that because when you do look at the piece, I, I think that's a lot of it is embracing those different parts of yourself. That's why yeah. um, the one figure has all the colors, all the different shades. That's all. It's to represent all the emotions that we go through, all the different things that, all the phases we go through. And then the other um, is more of a galaxy, like infinite possibilities. Yeah. There's just so much out there. Um, so it's so interesting to hear you say that because it it kind of is where I was going with it. So that's pretty cool because you didn't really know that. <laughs> no, no, it definitely your message was very clear. Um, and I have to know, like, when did art come into your life? Because I feel like one minute, you know, I thought mm-hmm. I knew you. And then I was like, hold on. So that goes. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful segue because of what you were just saying, embracing all the different parts oh. of who you are. And I feel like for me, art was very important when I was younger. When I was a teenager. It helped me through a lot of stuff. It helped me through a lot of these things that, you know, teenagers go through this, this awkward phase of getting to know who you are and, and trying to understand why things are the way that they are. Um, for me, it was very tough. And I didn't really, I'm, despite the fact that I'm a very social person, um, there's a lot of stuff that I internalized. So for me, it was either writing, so poetry, there was a lot of poetry. And then in about ninth or 10th grade, I discovered art and I started getting into drawing and painting. And that's how I dealt with a lot of those high school emotions, a lot of those things that I went through with um, hiding the fact that I was gay and going through the fact that at the time my dad had been deported and my mom was a single mom. And there was just so much going on in my life. And I think that art really helped me get through that phase without exploding I guess Um, yeah no that's amazing and then for a very long time once I started college I that part of me kind of just became obsolete I didn't really get in I I would try to draw I would try to paint but I never got into it um and it wasn't until another dark point in my life not necessarily a dark point but it was a weird phase I had just moved back from Miami to, to Philly and it was winter it was cold and I remember I hated it here it was just so depressing and one day I got out of work and somehow I just wound up going to Ross. I don't know what it was, but out of the blue, I was like, let me just go to Ross. I went to Ross and somehow I stumbled upon their art section, which I didn't know they had. And I saw canvases and paint and brushes. So I bought all of that and came home and painted. And it's been nonstop since. Oh, that's amazing. Man, Ross sells everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's funny that, okay, going back to this painting. So the part that I was suppressing was also a creative aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And because it was looked, um, uh, so my father, my, my, he is, was very much uh, into the arts and music, but he was also kind of like a dysfunctional kind of artist <laughs> or, or dysfunctional creative. That's always the yeah. stereotype when it comes to the arts. Yeah, he could, he wasn't focused on his craft at all. It was a lot of ego that was involved. So when I, you know, could talk and I told my mom I wanted to do the same things, it was kind of a negative notation that came with that. Like, no, even though here I am, it's completely different human being. But those are my genuine interests. So yeah. when I saw I was suppressing that for a while, gained weight, was in the corporate world, just totally shunned that out. And it was during that transitional period where I was like, I need to embrace this part of myself that is not negative, that is not um, bad. It is who I am. And 
tough shit if you don't like it. Right. So it, it it was that type of transition. So that kind of I, that's why I bought it to put in my apartment to remind myself that. And you know, the podcast is one thing that's spurred from it, but other things are happening too that I'm working on. But yeah, it really is. It's a genuine reminder every day of that message. So whatever you were feeling, whatever you're you were going at with that it definitely struck the right chord. So, so I should be thinking you. <laughs> right. I feel like you if, are. You, if you can move one person or make an influence on one person through a piece or through your art, then I feel like you're successful. So oh, yeah. I guess I could say I'm a successful artist. <laughs> yes, you definitely, you definitely are. Now, do you just work with just paint or is it, do you draw as well or is it just solely kind of painting um, and, and working so with that is your thing? I, I hate, I really do like, I'm not that talented where I can just sit here and just paint without drawing. I have to draw something before I actually paint it. Okay. So I have, it's for me, it's a process. I would love to be, or to get to that point someday where I can just start on a canvas and just start painting. And I've seen people do that, but I'm not, I'm not that incredibly talented where I can do that. So I actually have to draw. Um, okay. And that's something that I, I'm really hard on myself for as far as drawing, because it, it's very hard to get something to look just like it's supposed to. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a cool thing about it for me is when I learned to, that not everything has to be perfect. And when I learned right. to implement that abstract um, component to my pieces, I think it, it helps me out a lot, not only with expressing emotion and expressing, um, I guess, giving the piece more, I guess, dimensions, I, I would say. Um, but it also helps with taming that insecurity or that anxiety that, oh, my God, it doesn't look perfect. Um, right. So it helps me in that way. But yeah, I do definitely draw. I can remember drawings that I did back in the day or when I was starting out in like high school um and the more I practice the better I got it's just so time consuming and so frustrating and I'm a very impatient person <laughs> really yeah <Okay. laughs> so thank god for this whole abstract thing that I like to to add to my people. yeah no you're definitely excelling at that um thank you so what did it what did it look like when you decided hey I want to do more of this I want to take this much more seriously I want art to be more dominant in my life that's a good question. Um, I, I can vividly remember in high school thinking like, is this something I, cause I remember I wanted to try everything. And I remember thinking once I started drawing and getting into art, like, is this something I can do as an adult? And there was a little part of me that was hopeful and said, yeah, I can do this. And then I kind of, it kind of just phased out. And then, like I said, that one experience where I wound up driving to the store and, and getting art supplies that day, I drew a couple pieces and it, I never really intended for it. Someone's about to walk in. So if you no, see okay. that, I'm sorry. It's my husband. That's um, okay. So I never really intended to for it to blow up the way that it did or for me to end up doing art shows and, and going to these to these little art festivals. Um, and it wasn't until someone saw one of my paintings that I, one of my, I think it was my second or third painting on Instagram and they asked me to buy it. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> sure how much he's like how much do you want and I gave him a price and he was like okay and he paid me and from that point on I was like okay this is probably something that I can do and I just kept painting and I think that was like around November or December and then I remember that February I saw an art show here in Philly and I said I want to be a part of that and I applied and 
the person who owns the gallery is super open to being helpful to artists and um, just embracing embracing the arts. And so he added me to the roster for the for that event. And I remember I started just cranking out paintings. And so I remember I brought nine paintings that day. So at first it was very for me it was I was very nervous. I didn't think that I was going to be able to crank out nine paintings within a matter of two to three months. But I did do it, and the show was a it wasn't just my show, it was a joint show, but it was a success. And I think that was the point that I said to myself, okay, I can do this. And from there mm-hmm. on, it just kind of took off. Oh, man. No, that's great. That's a long and... answer. I'm sorry. No, but it's, it gave, hey, you gave, you painted the whole picture, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, we've talked about your work, but can you, you know, I, just because I bought your, some of your work, I've seen it. But for those who haven't, how would you describe your general style? Is it solely abstract? Do you do any, try any other types of So styles? it's funny because it's something that I struggle with as I, I, I don't know if you could tell from what I was saying earlier. I, I get a lot of requests for portraits. People love portraits. Really? Yeah. So people get, people love portraits and that's what I get the most requests for. Funny thing is, I hate portraits. It's so time consuming. It's so tedious. And then I have to reach into that part of me that has to be perfect. And I don't like that. I feel like if I'm creating something, then I feel like it should be fun. And I feel like it should be stress-free. So if I'm creating a portrait for someone, I have to please someone. I have to please what someone wants to see. And so then it has to it has to look exactly like how they want it. And that creates an immense amount of stress for me. Yeah. So for me, the, the most fun I ever have is creating abstract. And so when I'm creating for myself, it'll either be abstract or it could be a portrait, but it'll be a portrait that doesn't necessarily look like a portrait. Right, right. Like kind of like how you're, you're big in, in the background. Well, I can right show you one I just created. Oh, yeah. Give me a second. Okay. So this is a portrait, but... Oh, I did see this. You put as this you on can see, Instagram. it's yeah. super abstract. Like, it's very, very abstract. It's not... It's not perfect. It's not, it has to look this way. You can, you have to really look at it to see really what's there. Um, and I think it, it looks like it's moving. And that's pretty cool that you say that because remember what <laughs> I said earlier, I feel like when you're looking at it, I want you to get different feels. I want, I don't want every single person to look at it and say, oh, this is what it is. No, I want you to have to really look at it and just conceptualize it and come up with your own idea of what it is. So I think that's yeah. a, an important part of why I like abstract as well. But the main thing for me is that it's fun. I have fun when I'm doing, when I'm creating abstract. Um, but yeah, oh, so no, I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I lean towards one or the other. Lean towards one or the other because I can do both. But if I had my choice, I, I guess I do say I, I lean towards abstract. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you do. I think that's definitely your your bread and butter there for sure. And that in that uh, portrait that you just had, it does look like it's moving. And that's what I like about abstracts too, because I don't like things that are so defined. So what you're doing is the kind of that it's it's there, but you can kind of just see it coming together mm-hmm. as the more you look at it and all the colors. Yeah. Um, it also looks like you know some you I maybe took a, a dose of mushrooms and looked at something, so it looks pretty cool. Listen, <laughs> thing, but um, also I feel like it challenges the 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 audience to to engage in the piece. Not yes, it does. Walk, look at it, walk past it, and keep it moving. It challenges you to like really look at it and try to figure out what was the artist thinking or what could this be or how is this moving me? Like it, it, it creates that dialogue within the person. Um, yep. And I, I, I really appreciate that. 
Oh, absolutely. So when you're in this create the creative process, I can imagine no two creative processes or no creative process looks the same. No two pieces, you know, the behind the scenes doesn't look the same for it. But do you find that, you know, what works for you is playing certain types of music? Do you like to just be alone? Do you like to paint with other people? So it's funny. It goes back to what I told you earlier. It depends on the mood. There are times when I have to, for example, I was creating a biggie piece, um, not this one, but a different one. And for that one, every time I was painting, I played Biggie songs. I felt mm-hmm. like that helped me. Um, and depending on what I'm creating, I might not want any music at all. Um, sometimes I get, I have a lot of fun when people are looking and people are around. Um, other times I want to be in a room secluded by myself. So it all really depends on the mood. Um, and I think it also depends on the piece that I'm creating. Yeah, no, so it's very uh, an emotional process, I guess, exactly. rather than anything else. I'm a very emotional being. So there's a lot of emotion in my pieces. Like, I feel like I'm super emotional to the point where, like, sometimes it's unbearable. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that is, you can see that in my art. And I feel like that. Oh, yeah, I definitely. I'm not an emotional person. So you struck emotion in me. So that that's an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> for real but uh another thing that i i've heard in the past and you know i had a um a former roommate who was also an artist but more graphic art um like graphic design but another thing you hear is that stereotype that oh all artists are starving artists they're they're broke and i i hate those terms because to mm-hmm. me those people don't have a creative bone in their body that say yeah. that mm-hmm. and they don't understand that to an artist, their their wealth, their art is their wealth, or and is their fuel. So, in getting into kind of your fuel, your your motivation, you know, what is your personal motivation when you create your piece, when you create your pieces, when you create your work? Um, it, what what aside from it being an emotional outlet, is there any other type of motivation that makes you always want to create? I think I want. I think I don't want the world to. Be so black and white. I think that I have a gift and I feel like when you're given a gift, it's important to use that to to move people, to influence, to to create change. And I feel like for me, one of those gifts is the fact that I have a lot of fun creating art and that art just happens to be cool and look good. So I think that is one of the my motivators as far as creating. Um, Mm -hmm. and to go back with what you're saying, it kind of sounds like what you said earlier, how people are kind of forced by society to suppress certain parts of themselves. And when you're a creative, that's very common. Um, people, parents and family and society, they want you to go for careers that are going to pay the bills or things like, you know, being a lawyer or exactly secure. And I think we get caught in that trap. And I feel like that's part of probably why I didn't create from high school till I was 29, 20. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that was a big part of it was trying to find a career that was going to pay the bills and just trying to be successful and trying to do this and that. And then, you know, at one point when I realized, you know, just how happy my art was making me, I realized that wasn't really that important to me. Um, And as far as the whole starving artist thing, um, yes, I I will agree. It's very hard being I think nowadays it's easier to make money as an artist because of the fact that we have social media, we have websites, we have all these different outlets that people didn't have back then. But I do feel like you need that plug. You need that one event or that one one thing that's really going to just set you aside from everybody else and just make everything take off. 
Um, so I do know a lot of artists and I'm one of them who have a full-time job and who can only mm-hmm. create on, at night or on weekends. And so that makes it that much harder to create because you're still trying to, like for me, for example, one thing I struggle with is trying to get out of the mindset of, okay, I already clocked out. Now I can go ahead and create. And most of the time that doesn't work for me that way. It's just work and just this full-time job and just, just the, the motion of life just kind of takes its toll. And so sometimes my art has to take a b- the back burner, which sucks. Right. I wish that I could be one of those artists that just said, you know, forget everything, screw everything. I'm just going to paint. And if whatever happens, happens. But I, I have so much anxiety that I need to take care of this and I need to take care of that. And everything needs to be in order that I, it, I struggle with that. It's very hard. Oh, yeah. And that, that you're human. It's like, it, it's to me, it's a balancing act. It's that security, oh, but yeah. also embracing this part of who I am, this part that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to view that, that security factor as like attachment, like letting go of attachments. Yeah. So I'm slowly letting go of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it's scary. Don't get me yeah. wrong. You feel like the floor, the rug beneath you, the floor beneath you is gone. And you're just like, oh, I'm holding on to myself. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, it is liberating. <laughs> but you just, of course, have to be smart and do it when you're ready. You know, obviously, yeah. don't make a leap of faith when you're not ready. I think we forget to be creative. We forget to yeah. embrace these parts of ourselves. We forget that we like music. We forget that we like all these things. And I think those are the keys to being happy. So we have to yeah. keep that alive. We were not born just to sit at a desk and, you right. know, crunch numbers all day. That was mm-hmm. not our purpose. That wasn't our purpose hundreds of years ago. That's not our purpose now. Right. So, yeah, and no, I, I definitely agree with that. So what do you, where do you hope in the future with your, with your craft? What do you hope it will lead to? Do you want to have your own gallery? Do you want to make this a full-time job down the line? What would be, you know, and it can be anything from six months now to God knows when. I have um, this little dream. Thing. I have this little dream of combining therapy and art. I want to have my own um, facility, my own clinic, and I want the main focus of it to be the arts. So I want to use the That's arts cool. for therapy. And I want to offer therapy to teenagers and young adults. Um, my thing would be, so not everyone is into the same type of art that I'm in. But when I was a practicing clinician, um, I used the arts a lot in my sessions. So whether it be music, listening to, to different lyrics and then having discussions about it or painting or drawing, um, I, I want to incorporate all of the arts into my, into my clinic. So that's one thing I want to do. One of my goals is to move back to Florida and I want to get my license in mental health or in counseling, I should say, so that once I get that license, I can start working towards my clinic. Yeah, um, yeah. And at that point, I guess art will be my full. My full yeah, <laughs> that's a, such a creative combination, but it makes so much sense because I, 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 I think I, art is so therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It's even just looking at it, it just shift something in within you so yeah i could see that really going in a whole bunch of different ways so definitely um keep that that vision there because that 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 sounds really really cool and interesting and effective thank you cool yeah that's definitely definitely one of my main goals to get my clinic my art clinic amazing (laughs) 
I'll be your patient. Um, where can people now, when they want to see what work you have available for purchase, how can they get in touch with you? Where can they see your, your work currently? So I'm a better artist and I'm a, I'm a better artist than a businessman, I'm going to say. It's funny because at that first show I told you about, a woman told me, you're not just an artist, you're a businessman. Business yeah. Man. So after she said that, I went, I created a website, I got business cards. Um, I stopped updating the website. So eventually I decided, okay, I'm going to stop using the website because I was reading that it's when you're not updating it frequently, it's best that you just don't have it because it doesn't look good towards your business that your website hasn't been updated in two years. Um, so I stopped using my website. So right now I'm only really using my social media outlets. Um, and I do have to become, I do know that I do have to become more organized as far as having a website. I want the website. I want people to be able to just click on a link and just order mm -hmm. shirts or order something yeah. I created. So that is something I'm working on. But for now, you can find me on Instagram. It's at underscore he so fly. So H-E-S-O-O-F-L-Y. Um, and yeah, hit me up on there. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for visiting House Momentum. Yeah, I can't wait to see more of your creations. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate you having me. If you'd like to contact House Momentum or learn more about today's guest, email housemomentum at gmail.com.